Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready! This is Slightly Biased Sports. I am Dakota. That is, that is Dakota, and this is Tyler. Welcome back. Well, let's do it. Let's get into it. For the local crowd, we had quite the weather last night. Boy, did we. And for the not-so-local crowd, stretching out to Kentucky, we had quite the weather last night. Yeah, people are saying possibly the longest longest wall of tornadoes was the first ever tornado to go through four states consecutively when Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky. 19 tornadoes. 19 in one night. Now I'll 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 all y'all listeners, thanks for listening to us today. We mm-hmm. appreciate the fuck out of y'all before I start telling y'all the story of what Dakota's talking about. Uh thank y'all for being here. If you have not checked out our website, please do. We still have a few hats left over. We're still trying to raise some money. So please support us. Help us grow a little money so we can get you some better content. That's all we're mm-hmm. trying to do. We got a few hats left. We forgot to be telling y'all about it. I found them in the closet. Forgot all about it. I even <laughs> had them. Please go buy them up on the website so you can support your boys and we can grow some better content for y'all. Subscribe if you haven't yet, of course. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an obvious one. So last night, real quick, to speak to what weather went down here in Arkansas. Uh, also, we're coming at y'all on Saturday, so a little different, a little switch up today. Mm-hmm. Try to keep y'all on your toes. Surprise. Yep. Here we are. Uh, we got hungry last night, and uh, Macy ordered some. Now, I saw it was starting to lightning. I was like, oh, boy. It was nonstop lightning. It, it's it's going to get, but we've had those a lot of times where it's just a bunch of lightning and nothing ever happens. Yeah, heat lightning. Right. So, I'm like, well, it says there's a little storm coming in, so Macy places an order at uh, Wingstop. I'm pumped up. Love my garlic parm. Bonus course. I'm sitting here. I go outside, start the car. Nothing is happening. <laughs> so I start driving out of the out of the. To preface this, like there's always severe thunderstorm warnings in this area. I don't know if always. it's the elevation in northwest Arkansas or what it is, but it never seems to be as bad here as it does other places or what they say it's going to be. It almost never is what they say it's going to be. Yeah. I pulled out. I made it half a mile down the road. I got to 14th, turned on 14th. I got down to the light by Walmart, and holy dear shit. All of a sudden, rain pouring and going straight sideways. I could not see my the beam from my headlights. Wind so hard, it's like shaking my car back and forth with the sideways. I mean, brake lights everywhere. Two people smacked right in the intersection as soon as it hit. Like, it came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, debris and shit just flying everywhere. Hard enough where it's rotating, like, leaning my car sideways. And I said, I've, I'm i in the middle of an intersection. I flip a shitty right in the intersection, <laughs> and I punch it to 60. I can't even see. I roll the window down, stick my head out the window, and I am doing 60 down the median of the highway. I'm still unsure why you thought that was the move. Hmm. Stick your head out the window. I couldn't see. And it, I thought there was a possible, like, it looked like a fucking tornado was hitting so, right so there. So you thought, let me roll the window down and subject my head to debris. Correct. Because if not, I'm going to hit a car. Oh, I don't know. I, you I can't see. Got fucking pop. How, then how could you see out the window? Once I opened it out, I could see. Oh, it's okay. The rain in, with like the headlights and the taillights and shit, you couldn't see. Like it was just distractions. 
So I stick my head out the window. I'm doing 60. I fucking blow through the stop sign. I yank it down the interstate. I was like, you know what? If I'm fucking, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with my family. I'm going home. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers' faces ain't the last one I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I get home. I let it pass a little bit. I go outside. It starts hailing. I call Dakota. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's fucking hailing everywhere over here. I pulled into the Scronic because I was coming back from Pizza Hut. Those of you that don't know what Scronic is, it's Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving the Pizza Hut in Peerage, and there's quite the awning there, and as I'm turning around to walk out with my pizza, there's hail hitting the glass. It is just going straight into the glass. So Dakota has bad luck. A bad a bad taste in his mouth with hail. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've all suffered from it. Uh-huh. But I got back home. It calmed down. Hailing. It calmed down. Stopped. I got back in the car. As soon as I started the car up, <laughs> and it was like, do not drive your vehicle. There is an active tornado, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't even freak out. I just like got out, walked inside. I was like, Macy's never experienced things like this. She's from San Diego. So right. I walked in, picked up the remote, pressed five. and went to the local channel where he's sitting there and he's like, yeah, so here's the tornado. Everybody stay inside. It's going to be moving from here to here. And Macy's like, just jaw <laughs> down. Just like, what the fuck is what? I was like, yeah, yep, yep. Told you. I looked outside. It was orange. My papa always told me, see an orange sky in the middle of a storm. Well, what's crazy coming. is... And like the the whole for those I didn't of know you, what else was going to unpackage for that night. I didn't know it was going to get as bad as it did. So I have I'm trying to train myself on this show to speak to people who are not from the south because it's very clear that we have plenty of listeners who are not and do not right. understand how this goes. Right. The whole the stereotype of like people from the south standing on their porch looking at fucking tornadoes like that's real. It's real. People go outside and just fucking stare at the you watch the weather when they tell you how terrible it is. You're like, oh, let me go see, and you walk outside. It makes no sense, but it happens. You want to watch before you gonna watch yourself die? Yeah. Or you want to just go bunker down and you look like a damn ass, look like a damn the ass down and watch yourself? Yeah. <laughs> or you want to be a little coward and fucking lay down in a bathtub? I, I want to fucking just, look at it. It's just intrigue to me. Like I want to see because me seeing it is not going to make it less no. severe. No. And the odds of it actually coming directly to me and hit me very very right. low. And and the tornadoes that have happened around here, like they're usually short lived. So it's very when they very said quick. it was like south or. What was it? Northeast Oklahoma is where it was. No, oh, that must be a different. And it was coming to, it was coming through Prairie Grove up Mm -hmm. into Fayetteville. Like the trajectory of it was not coming to Northwest Arkansas or not Northwest Arkansas, not coming up towards Pea Ridge, Bentonville, not that far north. And since the normally tornadoes are short lived, nobody cared to thought anything about it. And then you see one of the motherfuckers go through four states. So, and we woke up this morning. Macy got a friend, a text from one of her friends, uh, who's from Alabama. But in Hawaii right now, her husband's in the military still. And uh, got, a, got a text and was like, y'all okay? And I, she asked me if what, we were okay. And I was like, what does that mean? Maybe, maybe it was bad. And I like pulled up my phone, Googled it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Monette Nursing Home got hit in Monette. And like one or two people died in Monette. Mm. Then like a few people got killed in Kentucky. Like, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. 19 tornadoes? Like, I knew it was going to get bad they last had, night. I didn't know it was going to get like twin that. twin tornadoes right outside of Jonesboro. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a post. Y'all weren't expecting some meteorologist shit today, were you? <laughs> well, you fucking brace for impact. Weather interests me, like not to the level that I study it, but like as it's actively happening, it's awesome. Yeah, because I I called Dakota as soon as the storm looked like it was popping off. I was like, "Hey, is it bad over there?" And he's like, "I mean, it's it's raining. I mean, that's about it." Then we get off the phone. I turn on the TV and I was like, "Oh shit, they got tornadoes down right now in Greenwood." Mm-hmm. And Dakota's got family in Greenwood. Uh. Roots in Greenwood, knows people in Greenwood. So I was like, oh shit, hey, fucking tornado in Greenwood. Dakota's like, yeah, no, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> yep, that's what we do around here. This was a post I saw last night that I saved to read on here because it was fucking crazy. It says, 
Par- paraphrasing, I'm not reading this whole thing. It's terribly long. Shout out to whoever this was for doing the <laughs> research. But Shout out to whoever you are. Yeah. But it says, uh, Tornado's been on the ground for over two hours. Started in Arkansas, is now in Kentucky. Has smashed, just smashed the all-time wind speed record ever recorded. Last wind speed record was recorded on May 3rd, 1999 in Oklahoma. And this one was just measured at 304 miles an hour. The storm is unlike anything we've ever seen. Um... We're talking about a storm that has radar readings of debris lifted upwards of 35,000 feet into the storm. Jesus. It has been consecutively on the ground for over 230 miles. Imagine planes that were flying around this area then. At 35,000 feet, there's debris? They flipped a shitty as well. They're taking a detour. Yes. But, thoughts and prayers. And for all of it to be happening in mid-December is mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Like, this is not tornado season. Yeah. This we are, is December. We are, we are in Tornado Alley. We are not in tornado season. That's what happens when December 10th is 75 degrees and December 11th is 30. Yeah, stop throwing fucking plastic in the ocean, y'all. <laughs> Maybe then it'll stop. <laughs> You're causing tornado. The butterfly effect is real. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, but, yeah, thoughts and prayers are all involved. I got some friends down in Monette. I got uh, some military friends that were from, from that area. Um, so, thoughts and prayers to all y'all involved. So, if you're listening to us and you're been affected by it, we're thinking about you. Don't know what it does. Tornado after, like the next morning after tornado, the I saw a drone video of it. Dude, it's nuts. Fucking incredible, and incredible is usually a positive thing. Remember Joplin? It that. It's just yeah, like it is unfathomable destruction. Anybody it's, who's it's wind, like it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Anybody who hasn't seen the aftermath or heard of what happened in Joplin 2011. Do yourself a favor right now and pull up the Joplin F5 tornado that hit in 2011. It is fucking absurd. Almost a mile wide. Dude, we were in, we, we were at the Bella Vista movie theater when that happened. And they cut the fucking lights on and they were like, hey, y'all can't go anywhere. Yeah. And I said, wrong. Yeah. But. Yeah. And my piece of shit father and, but at was, the time, was at a Toby the, Keith concert in Joplin when it happened. At the time, like even then, like, oh, we knew the weather was bad. Like it was raining hard as shit when we went in there. And they're like, they turn the movie, like for you to stop a movie in the movie theater, I feel like a movie theater is pretty secure. Also, building. anybody who's never heard the fucking tornado warnings, the, the sirens, that shit will send chills down your spine. <laughs> when remember you hear that remember when we went to Kansas City mm-hmm. to that baseball game? Mm-hmm. And we were walking out of the barbecue place and it was fucking going off. I'm like, are they going to be testing? They're going to be testing the sirens or something. It sounds like fucking, I don't even know how to describe it. Just a, just a old school fucking fire engine siren blasted a, a, around speakers you didn't know existed in your town. And just freak you the fuck out. And you'll look up and you'll start. It's the placebo effect. You'll look up and you'll start thinking you see fucking F4s all around you. I mean, it's fucking traumatizing. But when we heard those in Kansas City, there was just, it looked fine. Like uh, it was a little cloudy. Until we started walking into that apparel store. And well, it was when wild. we got to the, the stadium for the Royals, we walked in to the pro shop and then they said we couldn't leave the pro shop. Yes. And then it became very It was blowing was, all the doors open. Yeah. Shit was flying through the alleyways. It was nuts. It was but, wild. Yeah, we went on a little 12-minute rant there about some weather. So It was fucking crazy. You never know what to expect around here. Clear skies today. Yeah, it's nice out there. It's cold. Um, those of you, I will say, on a positive note, or a silver lining, if you will, uh, if you're a procrastinator and you haven't finished your kid's Christmas shopping and you previously had a trampoline before last night, maybe get him another one. Because it's probably gone. Yeah, it's probably gone. <laughs> it's probably... I see y'all's are still out there. Oh, a little baby one? <laughs> little yeah, we got a little three-foot-wide trampoline out there. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, let's get into some sports. We got some sports shit to talk about. We do. But anytime a, a, a crazy weather shit like this happens, we got to talk about it. Especially since we got a lot of listeners in the in the northeast portion of the United States, you don't really hear about stuff like this. You just see it on on the internet. We we fucking live it. It's real. So Tornado Alley is a real fucking thing. It's wild. Like we've never experienced. I've never experienced a fucking 
uh, like a like a monsoon or like a what's the hurricane? hurricane? I've never experienced things like that. But a lot of our south, we got a lot of a lot of listeners on the southeast on the coast. Y'all have experienced that. We haven't, so we got to talk about it. We don't. It's not often in Arkansas you get some cool shit like that to talk about. Well, and what's crazy about the hurricane thing is I feel like most of the time hurricanes are tracking tropical storm, tropical storm. Oh, now it's a hurricane. Like you're you waiting. You don't on, get no heads up. No, it just drops out of the fucking sky. It's there's a tornado. Oh, great, cool. Where's that? I want to see it. Yeah. So let's talk sports. Now, those of y'all who have made it through us through this intro with us, thank you. We <laughs> were you, not prepared if to you, talk about If this. you jump ship 13 minutes in, fuck you. No, you know what we say around here? Kill yourself. No, it's not literal. <laughs> it is a figure of speech. Those y'all cancel culture guys, you're on the wrong fucking show. Bounce out. Bounce on out of here. Actually, you're probably on the right show if you're cancel culture. This is the show to try to cancel, but you will lose. You won't have to look very hard. You are fucking with the wrong two, I promise you. <laughs> we got to talk about Thursday night game. Dakota Steelers were in it. We got to talk about some commitment shit, some commitment change-ups in the college football atmosphere. Mm-hmm. There's some crazy ones. All, pretty much all the Clemson staff's gone. Arkansas has got a big-time basketball game today. We do. We have a big-time basketball first, game first today. First real Derek, test of where we're at. Derek, talking to you, buddy. <laughs> oh, you fans. We're coming. Be okay, center. We're in the building. And you will be okay after you take this ass whooping. I don't know if they will. No, no, no. You, it you may not be, be okay. You'll be okay for the rest of the season. We're going to start you off wrong, though. Yeah. yeah you're going right. to have to feel the wrath of Jedi Note tonight. So we got some commitment shakeups. Thursday night, talk about. Mm. We typically pre-cap Sunday's games on Sunday morning. Gives it a little bit of a live feel to it. Yeah, We're going to do it right now here today. It's fight day. I'm not going to get too far into it because we went, ran through it last episode, but it is the day of UFC 269. It's going to be awesome. Yes. I also have a parlay on UFC 269. Uh-oh. Dangerous, dangerous business, but I have one. Full disclosure, I did pick one leg of it completely with my heart that could fuck it up. You pick with your heart, you typically get heartbroken. Correct. Also, I have an announcement to make on my NBA fandom. Oh, that will be live on the air. Um, not uh, live, but you get. You it. know what? Just just the code gets to live react. Just to, now, off the top of my head, when we get to that, remind me that is head in the epiphany. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I will be. I have denounced my fandom to the Lakers. I yep. still appreciate LeBron James. He's still one of the goats. But uh, I am no longer a fan. Okay. It took. The, I am not going to cheer for the Chinese Communist Party. I will not. Chinese people like y'all. Chinese government get fucked. <laughs> I think. I think and you keep the majority, fucking poking the bear. You're going to get fucked. I think the majority of the Chinese population would agree with you. Well, if they don't, they're not allowed to say it. Well, that that is true. That's <laughs> part of the problem. So uh, you don't have to say it. We'll say it. Keep poking the fucking bear. Z ping whatever the hell it's Z. I know it's X I. <laughs> I just don't know how to pronounce it right. Forgive me. It's further than I would have got. You're about to get fucked. Keep fucking with the U.S. of A. These, these colors don't run, bitch. What are you going to start with? We want to start with Thursday Night Football. No, we don't. But yes, we, we motherfucking do. And I have a scapegoat for Steelers fans. I'm sure you've already fucking announced who the scapegoat is. But I am going to, going to further push the envelope. Hmm. Let's talk about Thursday Night Game. Because it became a fucking awesome game. No. Yes, from a fan, from a person who enjoys sports and isn't a fan of either two teams, it well, was awesome. As a person that is a fan of that team, I've seen that movie before. Even when they started to come back, I know how that movie ends. So let's talk about it. It was an eight-point loss. Pittsburgh loses by eight. I think, what, what was the final score? 30? 36-28. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 
Um, Thoughts? The end result is the outcome I was hoping for, obviously. Pick the Vikings. That may have done y'all in for the playoffs right there. G- good. Yeah, no, it is good because I, I have a me and me and a uh, associate of mine, friend of mine, have a bet with somebody with them. We made it before the season even started that Pittsburgh wouldn't make the playoffs. That'd be a hundred dollar action right there for us. Yeah, so I think that's probably a safe bet. Well, we didn't know it at the time, but he wouldn't shut up, so we just decided to bet. Looking good for me. I did pick the Steelers. Full disclosure, I did pick the Steelers. I lost. I'll hold the L. But that game was awesome. So, the we we had gotten to the point in the season where I no longer got fired up and extremely pissed off watching games live because, like I said, my hope is that they lose. Mm-hmm. Because it, for your it, draft it, sake, of course. Yeah, because it does us no good to win. Like even if we, if we had gone. If we have won ten games, we make it into the playoffs. We are not, there is zero point zero percent chance right. we win the Super Bowl. If there's and no we, chance you win the Super Bowl, Pittsburgh. Why is, would we want the twentieth overall pick just to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs? Like I get it, I understand. Right. If you're the if you're the if you're the Lions, if you're the Jags. There's and there's Try a few middle tier teams where it's like playoffs is a win. That's not like Steelers are not that franchise where it's like oh well, we made the playoffs again. Yeah, nobody cares. It's it's Super Bowl or bust. I understand it's been a long time since Super Bowl is a realistic expectation, mm-hmm. but the expectation for the franchise as a whole is still there. Of course. So, when you I, have that it, coach and that pedigree, that history, and also the amount of decent players that you have, right? That's what's it's what's expected. And as soon as it becomes an impossibility, you you, you should want to lose, whether it be to. Put younger players in there to see what. Well, got. as a front office player, I think, or as a front front office person, I think they think just like you. As a coach and a player, fuck no. I dude, I don't know. Like so, the Rooneys, I I genuinely feel like every game, like fuck it, we just want to win. It's and it, that's why they never commit to a rebuild. And it's time to commit to a fucking rebuild. Yeah, no, no retool, re fucking. Unless you drop Aaron Rodgers in there, it's a rebuild. You drop Aaron Rodgers in there or somebody close to that caliber, you can contend. Then you can. Then you can go on as as planned. But so the the pain of watching terrible games had been gone. This that first three quarters, two and a half quarters, was the worst Steelers game I've ever watched in my life. It was. It was all time horrible. And that includes the Jacksonville playoff game. That includes insert whatever notable loss you can think of. This was the worst game I've ever watched. Also, shout out to Dalvin Cook for probably getting me a W in fantasy this week. And also, thank God I didn't keep him on the bench. I called Dakota right before the game. I said, I am fucking, I have a pretzel in my head. What the fuck do I do? Should I play Dalvin Cook? Because if I play him, he's going to get nine yards and a fumble. <laughs> if I don't play him, he's going to break the league record for rushing in a single game. Speaking of fumbles, I just realized yesterday that Najee has not fumbled yet. I also did not know that you guys were like 27th in rushing. Yeah, that line's terrible. That line's bad. I didn't realize how bad that line was until last night. Mm-hmm. Now I see why. Um, but Dalvin Cook, dear God, like I've never seen holes that big ever, ever so big. There was points in the third quarter where he was second guessing the hole. You saw it on that cutback mm-hmm. lane where he should have cut up a long time ago and probably would have taken it to the house, but could not believe the size of the hole and then hit it late and still got like twenty eight yards on it. Yeah, he's like ten yards per carry. He was a f- yeah, like fucking twenty yards in the first half. Yes, he was a freak. He looked just like like. Second year Dalvin, third year Dalvin Cook last night. 
because for the for the majority of this season, Minnesota fans, I'm sure you can attest, he was good but not great. Yeah, I don't. And think then you kept seeing Madison come in, and it was like, damn, this dude's really good. I don't know good. that he's been completely healthy since then. I don't think so either. But last night, my God, did he look close to healthy? Well, we gave him every opportunity. Thursday night, what said he said? Oh, not yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah we keep yeah, saying Thursday last night. Yeah. Thursday night. But yes, you get it. Galvin Cook looked fan fucking tastic. Justin Jefferson should have had three touchdowns in that game, but Kirk did everything he could to make that not happen. <laughs> I don't even know but, where. But as a Minnesota fan out there, y'all got to be very happy to see the size of the holes that you're creating. Dalvin Cook's running. He was running with ferocity. He was showing emotion. He was dancing in the end zone. He was sprinting to the sidelines, swinging his arms after. Like, as a Minnesota fan, that's got to make you happy. And I didn't look at the final stat line, but through the through the the domination, the majority of the domination of that game, Kirk Cousins still looked like primetime Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he did not look great. Oh, let's let's see what his final. His final stat line was 14 for 31, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. And 70 of them came from one of the Osborne plays. Correct. So, Dalvin Cook, though, 27 carries, 205 yards, two touchdowns. Yes. He was averaging 10 yards per carry for most of the game. So, primetime Kirk Cousins showed up, and they still completely dominated the game. Now, where would you like to go with this? <laughs> because Okay, first half, all-time Pathetic. Gross, ugly, hideous. I almost turned the game off. I did turn the game off. The only reason I turned it back on was because I was putting the boys to bed and they were just laying there fucking wallering around, not going to sleep with their eyes open. So I turned it on on my phone. <laughs> I kept telling myself, all they need is a score. All they need is a score. All they need is a score and they're going to start setting this bitch back ablaze. And then the score happened and I was like, here we go. Now here we go. Pittsburgh's going to do what they always do and they're going to make this shit a game in the second half. Watch. And sure enough, they did. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the second half. First, first half, throw it in the trash. And for those of y'all who want to say that the, the, that outcome of the game and that first half was on Ben, it was not. That was all offensive line. And I am a big rooter for Big Ben sucking. That I picked him up, Big Ben, just, just to fucking put some more rooting interest in the game that I was watching. I, I thought Pittsburgh would handle them. I thought Minnesota's defense is terrible, so Ben will... I mean, he finished with 25. Far outscored his 15-point expectation. I got 70 points with three people. It's also the most he's ever scored this year. Yeah. So, I had high hopes for him. The first half, he had two points at halftime, and I wanted to throw myself into traffic. (laughs) And then the second half happened. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that second half. What about it? I think you'll have... A Juju the second issue here. I don't know. We don't have a Juju the second. We have what everybody thinks Juju is. Like Juju, Juju does his shit off the field, and the old whites don't like it. You never see it him get, act like that it, in the game. Right. It gets old to me sometimes, too. But when the game is on, he's locked in. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Let's talk about the first one. The even first issue up, with Claypool. We're talking about Chase Claypool, for yeah, anybody who doesn't understand. Up until the kickoff, even. He'll do his shit on the field, whatever. Once the game starts... All that shit's gone. Yeah. Like he said, um, I don't know how many times in post-game press conferences and media days and shit like that, that he all he cares about is football. Pittsburgh fans are going to be coming for Claypool's head. Oh, they already are. Yeah, knew it. He started off by pointing into Breland's face, which I love because I hate Breland. Well, and, and the thing, like when, when they got up, Breland shoved him, but not mm-hmm. like, it wasn't fucking crazy. Like, now, they showed it, the previous play, and Breland was in Claypool's ear as Claypool was walking to the huddle oh, that, talking that shit. That whole game, there was fucking shit going on. Like, I was fully expecting a fight in that game. Yes. 
and he pointed right into Breland's face and pushed it and then was surprised that he got a penalty. That yeah, should have told not, us what was going to happen later on. I just didn't expect it to happen with 40 seconds left on a fourth down conversion, game on the line, and you do some shit like he did. The The push did not warrant a flag, but it definitely was the reason why he pointed and shoved him with, with his finger. Yes. You can't do that. No, you can't. You got to have some. He has no situational awareness. He has no awareness at all. And he's also already came on the air this season and said, I've got to control my emotions better. And then you go and do it again. Yes. And then Tomlin benched him. 40 seconds left, fourth and one. Game on the line, down by eight. You get a fourth down conversion. Clock is rolling. You know you have no timeouts. And you take the time to take a knee and slow point for a first down mm-hmm. while the clock's still ticking. Mm-hmm. Then you realize what's going on. You try to give the ball back, and Kendricks comes up and pushes it out of your hand, and it rolls over to the sideline with the clock still going. And then after they spike the ball, Claypool, Claypool comes over there and starts throwing his hands and up. He's Trey, screaming. Trey Turner runs over to him and grabs him mm-hmm. to drag him back to the fucking line. Trey Turner's been on our team for this year. Now, granted, he did spit in somebody's face earlier in the season. But <laughs> yes, he, did. he is aware we have to fucking spike the ball. <laughs> and then we go down and we score. No, not on that drive. Oh, not on that. Well, no, not on that drive. Prior to, we go down, score. Deontay gets a two-point conversion. Yep. Now we're down by eight. Yep. Fast forward, fourth and one conversion. Claypool points. Clock's running. We lose 12 six, seconds. seven, eight seconds off of whatever the clock, whatever it was. It was 12. And we still got to the point where we had a shot at the end zone. That Deontay play previous to the Frymouth drop with zero on the clock was incredible. Ben Harrison was, Smith ben punched was, that ball out. Ben was pissed that he had to fucking throw the, the short cross knowing he's probably going to get tackled and this is going to be game over. Mm-hmm. And then Deontay makes makes a shift and is able to make somebody miss and sprints to the sideline and saves in three seconds. I could not fucking believe I it. I can't either. I shot up and said, oh my because fucking God. Because he started God. on the complete wrong side of the field. He caught the ball in the middle Dead of the center. field. And the the attempted tackle was fucking terrible. It was so still, bad. I don't know how and you... And it was, it was Peterson too. I don't know how you were sprinting at full speed and don't at least get thrown off balance by somebody taking their wrong arm and hitting you across the fucking... We do have to give Claypool some shine. Holy shit. That catch that he had was fucking unbelievable. The one where Ben just launched it. I think it was the next to last drive. No, it was on the same drive, I believe. That huge launch that he had. And the dude was draped all over Claypool. And Claypool, it looked like the ball was going to hit the ground. Because like he went up, caught it. I thought the ball hit the ground. All right, next play. And then he stood up with the ball in his hands. And I said, oh my fucking God. How did he catch that? And it showed the replay. I shit myself. I didn't realize he caught it until the replay. Yeah, I shit myself. I said, holy fuck. As soon as I saw the flag go out, I was like, oh, well, pass interference. And then I saw the replay and realized that he caught it. Yes. Well, when you say we have to give him some shine because of his athletic ability, Ryan Clark hit this on the fucking nose. said, Chase Claypool is as mentally and emotionally underdeveloped as he is physically overdeveloped. Yep. Which is a thousand percent correct. Which is what a lot of... You know, back in the, this has nothing to do with sports, the How I Mother Met Your Mother analysis of crazy to hot scale of who you should date. Bingo. Okay, she's hot, but look at her crazy. Oh, they don't balance out. Oh, here it is. It balances out. That is a perfect counterbalance to Claypool's immaturity is how freakish he is. He's Mapletron for a fucking reason. So do you want him on your team because of the physical athletic ability? Yes, you do. Yes, it outweighs the immaturity. 
The immaturity will go away with time. You, you would you would think so. You would think if it doesn't drastically shift, and he's still young, I get it. If it doesn't he's drastically very, shift very young. after this game, it's not going to go away. Look, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If he doesn't, if he doesn't make significant strides towards like football maturity, at least like having some fucking self awareness, it's not going to go away ever. It may get better long term, but it's not going to go away. Like that will fuck you at some point, even late in his career, if it doesn't get drastically better today. If you can't show him that tape and explain to him to a point where he gets it, why that's a fucking problem, he's never going to get it. Yep. Then we fast forward to the last play of the game. Ben throws a fucking dime. Mm -hmm. Dime to the Muth. Right over the middle, where the blitz was coming through the middle, so he he knew that's where he needed to go. Put it right on the money, but he had a, a defender that was very, very close to being draped all over him, and then a safety over the top that came over perfectly in the middle. He got sandwiched. And Harrison Smith literally punched the ball out of his hands because he caught the ball Mm -hmm. and was possessing it, and Harrison Smith punched that bitch out. From the backside. Right where the ball was. It was was incredible. It was just a great play on the ball by the defense. That's all it was. If you have nobody that's open, that's the right decision. You throw it to him, that motherfucker's got hands. It's unfortunate for them... Not for me. That the ball was punched out. Now, I'm not going to lie. In the moment, obviously, I was rooting for him to catch it. Right. Afterwards. Okay, that was a, good, that was a blessing. Yeah, it's fine. Silver lining. Better pick. But here's the deal. After that game, here come the fucking, here come the Twitter fingers. Talking about how Ben's all time in the fourth quarter over <laughs> this year, every year, whatever. You're not wrong. As I have said, countless times this game was a perfect example of how Baden Roethlisberger is equally capable of winning and losing you again correct he was impossibly bad whether that be due to the line to him being over the hill the pick that he threw was also all on Deontay Johnson did you see it or he just stopped running or anything else but if you're going to just focus on the fourth quarter we are also inadvertently acknowledging the shit baggery through the first three. Also, him walking over there and yelling at coaches. Oh, I, I did enjoy that as a observer of sports. So let me get this right. It's not my fault. Now, I think he had a right to yell at him. Do, no. do you remember the play that had happened? Another fucking wide receiver screen. Another one. I, Another one that got I blew do up immediately. understand his frustration. However, comma, you, you're lying. How much do you like the offensive coordinator? I hate him. Right. Ben. It's just like you texted me. Uh, just Ben's mad, but he's yelling at the coach because of his buddy being the offensive coordinator. The Your offensive, buddy put you in that position. The offensive coordinator and him didn't get along prior, so he put one of his friends, and you can say, oh, he's a player. He doesn't. He put one of his friends as his quarterback's coach. I got no problem with that. You want to have a great relationship with the quarterback's coach? The end-all, be-all going to be your offensive coordinator. Everyone coach. wants that. Aaron Rodgers has vocalized right. how much he, he hated Green Bay getting rid of the quarterback's coach. He was his buddy. Right, totally get it. Problem is, when they fuck around and promote him, now you're fucked. Because now, your buddy that you just wanted to have a good relationship with is responsible for You put your the ass on the line for that person. And when you turn and start shaking your head at the fucking sidelines, throwing your hands up like, see, I told you so. Uh, part of that's on you. You got to fucking eat that. You put him in the position to be thrust into that position. It's just like when our bosses at work, if they're low on staff and they, they hit us up, hey, you know anybody who, who's looking for a job? And you have that little moment where it's like, I'm not vouching for that person. I know some people, but I don't want to put my ass on the line for this person. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to give you the name of somebody who I know will be able to do this. 
Correct. Ben may have given you the name of somebody who cannot carry out that job. Well, he, he gave the name of somebody who was good for that position. But the problem is, is and he should have known this. He does know this. You know they asked Ben the who, who will, they want for the OC. will promote from within. And your quarterback's coach. To their own detriment. Handpicked by your quarterback. Absolutely. They put in the offensive coordinator spot. And it's showing. The problem is, you have issues with his play calling. With. But you either, you suck as a quarterback, or it's because the line's bad. If it's because the line's bad, you don't get to have problems with him throwing wide receiver screens. Because you don't fucking have time to throw it anywhere else. So either it's your fault that the offense is struggling, or he's calling short passes because he knows we don't have fucking time to get it out. Or he's running the ball because they can't run block or pass block, and Najee is freakishly athletic enough to make something happen more often than not. I would I would venture to say that Minnesota blitzed over 60% of the time in that game. Yeah, they should have. I mean, they you were blitzing every head coach. fucking play. You have a defensive-minded head coach who is very good, and he sees, if you watch tape for a second, we can't block anything. I just had Eminem kill shot vibes when you said that. And now you're going to send dick to everybody for a second. That's my issue. Is It's either Ben sucks or the coach is aware that we can't block, so he's calling these plays can that Ben both, doesn't like. Can both be true. Absolutely, and I think it is. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say, because here's what I thought of last night when you when you hinted at the fact that you were going to defend Roethlisberger. Peyton Manning. Do you think Peyton Manning right now? Also, should, fucking shout out, we forgot, and rest in fucking peace to Demarius Thomas. That is Crazy. How fucking wild is that? He was 33 years old. What's crazy? Wait, was that right? 38, maybe? No, he's 33. 33? That's wild. Because it seems like he was in the NFL for so long. he would have been 34 on Christmas. That's fucking wild. What's also wild is we were talking about this when when the news broke at work. You remember when Demarius Thomas and Dez were like going back and forth? Like, no, you you sign your contract first so I can see what I can make. Like, that whole thing drug out. Neither one of them are in the league anymore. Right. And they were both at the top. Like, they were fighting to see you could be the highest paid wide receiver. And they're I mean, both. They both got the bag. They absolutely did. But, and, but the fact that they're both out of the league now is crazy. Yes. So, fucking rest in peace to Marius Thomas. That's, absolutely. That's fucking gone too soon. That's crazy. But Peyton Manning, do you think Peyton Manning should be a starting quarterback on a team right now in the NFL? No. Do you think Peyton Manning is capable of making miraculous throws right now? Yes. Same thing with Ben. I'm not saying he can't make the throws. Like, he obviously has the athletic ability and the talent. It's, it's there. His fucking knowledge of the game helps a ton. That doesn't mean he should be a starting quarterback. I'm sure, I'm sure, who else? I'm sure Brett Favre can still make some fucking throws. He's still got it. I mean, like, his talent is still there. His body just can't hold up to the course of a season. That's yeah. the same thing Ben Roethlisberger has going right now. His he mind should, is there, but his body is failing. Everybody, all these fucking pages that are, like, Steelers pages that I'm on, all of them like, oh, you guys are forgetting what he's done. He's he's a Hall of Famer. I'm not I'm not arguing either one of those things. But at a certain point, you got to turn off the History Channel and pay attention to what's going on right now. Correct. And I get, I am, I Cowboys fully understand. Fans especially. Everybody's like, oh, well, what's the alternative? I get it. Mason Rudolph ain't the guy either. And I understand that the next person up could be fucking terrible. But if we are saying that it's Super Bowl or bust, and we are saying that Ben will not get you there, you have to do something else. You have to fucking try something else. You have to be able to realize that Super Bowl's not achievable, and you got to shift now towards bust. Correct. If you want to do that, it's time to rebuild. You have the youth around you. You have the players. You have young talent all over the fucking place, mostly on the offensive side of the ball. Minus Minka Fitzpatrick getting the most fucking absurd oh my God. targeting thing I've ever fucking seen. Personal foul, unnecessary. Are you fucking serious? That's a touchdown if he doesn't lay that hit. 
and it was all shoulder to his chest. He separated him from the ball. Yes. You cannot have a more perfect play. Did you see after the play, Minkin went over to the coach. They were talking in the back of the end zone for the next play, and he was talking to him. He's like, there's no way that was – and he was like, nope, above the neck area. That's what he said to Minka. You're a fucking idiot. It's – that was that was as, and you're gonna as, get a call from the head officials calling you and telling you you're fucking you're dumb. That was as good as you could have played that ball. You get over there. He also led the team in tackles. That's always bad. That is that is bad. Oh shit! Hogs and OU tip off in four minutes. Mm-hmm. I just saw something about the crowd. They said something sounds like a very pro Arkansas crowd. It's supposed to be split fifty fifty down the middle, like OU and Texas from the Cotton Bowl. But I see Arkansas fans throughout the arena. That's always good and expected. At this point. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. are both on track on track to play tomorrow. On crack? Whoa. Well, they're, <laughs> they're on crack and on track to play tomorrow. But yeah, the Thursday night game is bad. Ben needs to retire. I'm going to tell you. Unless you give me Aaron Rodgers, awesome. Aaron Rodgers, Gardner Minshew, or Taylor Heineke next year, rebuild. Those three, you put them in. I'll see. What, we'll roll the dice. See what we can do. While we got the jams playing, I'll just jump right in real quick and announce my fandom Uh-oh. before we start talking about precaps. I'm now a Golden State Warrior fan. Hey! I have signed my name on the dotted line. Uh, now I don't have to root against you. Thank you to the front office for considering my fandom. Fuck the Lakers. I'm over them. <laughs> they are not going to fucking win again. It's over. That's gone. Dead. And LeBron's communism red flag that's fallen out of his back pocket is the reason for it. I am Channel now flag? a Steph... No, not. Oh, not that one. I'm now a Steph Curry fan, and I am on the lookout for a Steph Curry bobblehead to add to my collection. So here's my thought. It's Steph or bust. Here's my thought that I had as soon also, as you said that. Also, the Warriors and the Sixers play tonight. That will be awesome. I will be watching. You are now going to start getting more NBA segments, listeners, because I'm back, and it's Golden State Warrior time. So here's the thought. Mm-hmm. I imagine you're going to shoot it down. But there we go. I said Lay it on me. last year, I'm a Grizzlies fan. Subject to change every year from here on out. Right. I say... They beat the Lakers without... John Morant. I say next year, at least next, we'll try it next year. We take, say, the top 10 teams in the league. Take out all the fucking, take out the Kings, people like that that have no shot because that doesn't do us any good for this show. And we draw. We each draw a team. That's our team. I don't love it. For the, or we do it. In the, I'm going to do it because there's no other logic as to why I'm picking who I'm picking. I picked the Grizzlies because of John Morant. I'm gonna I'm gonna randomly choose. Or you can you give me five teams. How about that? You give me five teams next year. Before next year starts, I'll pick one. That's my new team. Well there's gotta be a there's gotta be a, a, a reward system there. Like if you choose that team and they fucking win it all, we, we gotta do there's gotta be a little there's gotta be a bet or something in there. Like if your team that you draw out of the hat wins, you know what I mean? Like we do at the work leagues. We draft we pick out of a hat, whoever wins the golf tournament wins this money or whatever, but we can do Maybe just a small little, maybe a little inks on the line, maybe? How much do... Just oh, speaking small, of which... Small little a, ink of I, that team? I got... No. I got a tattoo. We still need to do the slightly bonus tattoo. Tuesday. We do. And it's going right near my armpit. It's going to suck. Um, how much do bobbleheads cost? I have a 60 bucks. Okay, never mind. I wasn't say bobblehead. Foco.com. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Free ad. I'm a Warriors fan. Let's dive into some pre-caps. Well, also the Warriors are twenty-one and four. What the fuck? With the Arkansas game about to start, mm-hmm. I have to I have to talk about this. I had it on my notes for the last episode and I didn't get to it. Arkansas, <laughs> last time the rankings came out, improved eight and zero and dropped two spots. 
Correct. Because we're playing powder puffs. So is several other teams that stayed or moved up. I get it. But I am not a fan of playing powder puffs. Oh, I'm, well, That's why I didn't buy season tickets I, this year. I am, they suck. I am to a point. Like You have to have those games to get your mistakes out and figure them out so you can watch it live and learn from it. Mm-mm. But um, who's Kentucky played? I know, but I don't know. Oh, they played Duke. They also got shit kicked in by Duke. And then Duke has since lost. Also, the half-court shot mm-hmm. that brought down Purdue mm-hmm. was fucking fantastic. At the buzzer, it was sick. But anyway. There's a, there a first-person view of someone recording themselves, like a, a Rutgers fan, in the crowd, recording it like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he sinks it. Oh, my God. And he just fucking, they just all take off sprinting out there. He's got some shades on. It's pretty sick. It was awesome. Very, very awesome. There's been several March Madness-esque games way early in the season. Mm, I haven't seen them. It's very impressive. That one was one. It's very impressive. That was probably the only one. No, there was several. It was when, uh, who else do we have? When Duke lost to Alabama. That one was good. There was another one. Anyway, not the point. No. The point is, today is the measuring stick. Where the measuring stick starts for Arkansas. And also, real quick, shout out before we start doing precaps with uh, Clemson's demise. Mm. Oh, boy, the run of Clemson's over. They're off they have coordinator Dabo, and that's now it. gone. Yeah, and where'd he go? Virginia. Correct. Head coach at Virginia for the offensive coordinator for Clemson. Defensive coordinator has gone to OU and taken a couple players, a couple people with him. With him. Yep. Uh, I don't... People. And they've also are losing players left and right now because of it. They lost another four-star or above, the third in the last five days. As is LSU. Clemson much more relevant just because they're Clemson. Say you are a coach that had never coached in the SEC. You go to an SEC school, and you have a coach on your staff that has been there forever. Also, you called it with Levy going to OU. That happened. Left Ole Miss for OU. That is, I thought I hated him. I realized it was just because I hate Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. <laughs> I looked into Levy. Solid hire. Oh, you, you got another solid hire. You come onto the staff at LSU, and you have a coach that's been there forever, was a good running back, pumps out good running backs. You probably keep him around? Probably. Now Brian Kelly fired him. That's good stuff. Brian Kelly was the wrong hire. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm going to say I'm it 20 more that. times. He is. So the only reason you keep getting like these waves of decommitments after you introduce yourself to the team is that they don't believe you. Like, they don't buy it. Or they don't like the scheme, so they don't think they'll thrive. Things like that. Could be. But they also... Now, what sucks is they're... Oh, no, never mind. mind. I'm thinking from a transfer point of view. Transfers, it's it's hard because if you go from SEC to SEC, they might not let you play that upcoming season. So, it's a risk. But But the fact that you're willing to take that risk is fucking crazy. Because if you you transfer from LSU, you're probably going to still try to go to an SEC school. But and if you if you that's why Arkansas is in the lead for the defensive end four star transfer out of LSU, that'd be awesome. Yes, we need fucking guys who can get to the quarterback. If you start getting some notable talent on the defensive line, then I will a hundred percent agree and have a problem with three man rush. I am still on pins and needles, waiting to hear what Catalan's going to do as well. I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back too. That'd be fantastic. But that out of the way, let's get to some precaps. Let's get to him. My precap, my game, out of the way. That's the good thing about Thursday. I can I can enjoy Sunday and not have to deal with the bullshit that is the Steelers. So let's start with the noon game. We'll 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 start with the noon. Chiefs Raiders, Chiefs at home, 
going eight and four. Yeah, eight and four going against six and six. The Raiders, Kansas City's ten point favorites, probably don't cover. No, they cover. Uh, yeah, they'll cover. I'm gonna say they cover too. Yeah, right. Chiefs win. Um, but Derek Carr does tend to play out of his mind against the fucking Chiefs. Against the old Chiefs defense. This Chiefs defense is very different. Top five in almost every single statistical category over the past five weeks. You know my prediction? What? Henry Ruggs doesn't do much in this game. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Henry Ruggs ain't going to do a motherfucking thing. Dude, that fucking draft that they had with three picks in the first round, I know oh. we talked about it, is so, is so bad now. They're dead. Back at it. They're dead. They're dead. Wow. Darren Waller has now been announced out. Uh, That's not great for me. Having Hunter Renfro. Denzel Perryman, doubtful. Carl Nassib, out. Another one of their linebackers, out. Darius Phylon, injured reserve. Woo Pig. Uh, Rashad Fenton, still questionable for the Chiefs. He didn't play last week. And Legereus Sneed, questionable. Yikes. I'm, Sneed and Fenton. I'm playing. I'm expecting Carr and Renfro to have a fucking day. Because they that's will. the only weapon he has. They probably will. It's a plus 350 money line for the Raiders. If any of you Raiders fans are foolish enough to lose your money, go ahead. I'm still taking the Chiefs. Chiefs clapping and, and that I'm ass. taking the rare cover. Chiefs cover. Yeah. Yes. They have done that a lot more recently than in the past. History will still tell you they do not cover very often. But maybe you could venture to say that they're rounding into a great team, not they're starting to cover. Could be. Could be. You cover a 10-point spread in a divisional game. That's impressive. Yep. Agreed. We shift. To another Ra- divisional game. Ravens-Browns. Ravens. Browns. All day long. Oh, my goodness. Browns. Browns get embarrassed at home again. What's, Negative. What's new? Negative. Last time they played them, Cleveland's defense caused havoc mm. to Baltimore's offense. It's not the it's not the offense for the Ravens. or the, the It's not the defense for the Browns I'm concerned with. It's the offense. Fair. It's gonna. This is gonna be a, an AFC North game. Cleveland's three point favorites. It's gonna be yuck. It's three point a, favorites. I don't like that. They cover. It's gonna be a gross game. It's gonna be a Cleveland win. If Cleveland wins, they'll push. It'll be by three. I'm going Ravens still. Okay. General's bet. General's bet. All right. We, we really, really should have started we, tallying we made to who start are, yes, writing these down. To see who the fuck has been. <laughs> I ain't got the time to go back and listen to all our gentlemen's bets and start tallying. I ain't doing it. Starting now. Yes, starting now. I got Brian's. Jaggies, Titans. Gross. Ugh, God. Uh, Julio is off the injured reserve. Oh, woo. A.J. Brown was possibly going to be playing this week. He's not. Oh, I'm going to take... <sighs> Titans, Janoris Jenkins. I'm taking out. the Jags. Julio Jones doesn't say he's active yet. Oh, I just got an update this morning and said he was off the injured reserve. So oh, it still it. shows ESPN he's injured reserve. I'm taking the Jags. Trevor Lawrence marched up the stairs and told him, play James Robinson or else. They play James Robinson. Jags win. Titans. You're probably right. They won't cover eight and a half. That, that I agree. And when I thought that is when I immediately went Jags. That's a mistake. Probably. Titans. And Dante Foreman is going to be bussering all over him. Because <laughs> some idiot dropped him. I picked him up last week while he was on a bye. No one wanted to hold him. Picked him up. Playing him over Clyde the Glide. Oh. So, I need him to busser. Busser 
that Jaguar defense. And he will. Titans roll. Gross to the next one. Yeah. New Orleans Saints at the New York Jets. Zach Wilson quarterbacking? I believe so. Saints. Give me the Saints. Zach Wilson has three picks. Well, Taysom Hill threw four last week. Yeah, it's the Jets defense. Fair. And Alvin Kamara is back for the first time in four weeks. Saints all the way. Yeah, so Kamara's back. Their offense is legit again. I wouldn't say legit, but they're in a better position with Alvin Kamara in the game. Take what? How many times you can get the ball out of Taysom Hill's hands into somebody who's better than him? <laughs> That's a recipe unless, for victory. Unless you're just planning on running. Uh, any injuries Saints for the Saints? Win. Saints cover. Five and a half. Caden um, Ellis out. Linebacker. Uh, one of their tackles is still out. Jesus. Pete Warner, linebacker out. Little Jordan Humphrey, questionable. He did have himself a good game last week. Little Jordan Humphrey, remember him from Texas? Mm-hmm. He had himself a decent game last week. Uh, Elijah Moore for the Jets, questionable. Ryan Griffin, questionable. C.J. Mosley, questionable. Sheldon Rankins, questionable. Jesus. I'm taking Saints, and I think five and a half covers. Mm-hmm. Now the next game, which this will be the noon game. Saints fans, I, I, I want you guys to be decent. I do. I'm indifferent. I love Alvin Kamara. I love Marshawn Lattimore. I love Demario Davis. Um, I like Cam Jordan. Not super high on him. He's a little overrated. But he had a fantastic mustache for a while. <laughs> it ain't no Giovanni Bernard mustache. Oh, no, 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 no. He had the curl. He curled it and mm-hmm. would like, that's pretty That's pretty hard. I want the Saints to be good. I think Alvin Kamara is going to destroy, which sucks for fantasy our fantasy team because Bowden is a goddamn wrecking ball right now. So, we'll see what happens. Last week until the playoffs, slightly biased, still sitting at one. Now, we took a blow from the Thursday night game. (laughs) Boswell got us two. Pittsburgh's defense got us zero. That game, one thing we didn't touch on in that game, the first three kicks in that game were missed. Yes. It's indoors. Yes. Extra point, field goal, field goal. What the fuck are we doing? No idea. Something was in the air. I can feel it come. You know what Mm, I mean? Yeah, it's not. Mm. I felt it coming before the game ever started. That's what she said. The, for those of you that don't have Sunday ticket, the next game is the noon game because it's the Cowboys. Cowboys, Washington Whistle Pigs. Give me the Whistle Pigs. Dallas by four and a half. I have a bet on this with one of our guys. Mm-hmm. I took the Whistle Pigs. He took I'm, Dallas. I'm taking the Whistle Pigs as well, only because I think they split. And I'm going to give them, I'm going to give the whistle pigs the home win, obviously. And also, it helps show because we have also been whistle pig advocators. Mm-hmm. Advocates. Advocators, advocates. I feel like both words are correct. I think it works. Okay. Whistle pigs with the win. I don't take the cover. What's the money line? Who, what do you mean? Dallas favored by four and a half. So we're just going oh, for oh, the you're right, right. Yes. Um, what's the money line sitting at? Uh, it's only plus 170 for the whistle pigs. I'll take it. Uh, speaking of gross, God, God, (laughs) this might be the grossest game of the day. This, this is where my Falcon streak dies. I've won three in a row picking for or against the Falcons in the past. If you listen to previous episodes, no matter what I picked the Falcons to do, win or lose the opposite happened. Starting with the Cowboys blow out of them. The next three games I got correct. I will fuck this one up. Guaranteed Atlanta at Carolina, both five and seven. I'm taking the Falcons. Yikes. Okay, they're only plus 125 for the Falcons. 
Two and a half point favorites are the Panthers. Sorry, Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I will also. Oh, it's ten to nothing, Oklahoma. Shut up. Yeah. I will also. I don't want to hear that. Four, four I will also two. take the Falcons. We need to round this motherfucker mm-hmm. up here so we can go watch the game. <laughs> Atlanta wins against the Panthers. Next Cam, game. Is Cam Newton starting? He is. Oh, the the Panthers. Hammer hammer the fucking Panthers lose. Hammer the Falcons. Okay, I'm about to say. Let's go four and eight. Gross. Coming off a solid victory last week. You might as well not even use Sunday ticket this weekend. There's not enough good games worth watching. Yeah, but I have fantasy. I'm taking the Seahawks. Seahawks at Houston Texans. Seahawks are eight and a half point favorites. They do not cover. I'm taking the Seahawks. I don't know about... mm. If there has ever been a get-right game, it's it's this this one. Seahawks cover. Mm. Go Hawks. Oh, God, don't say that. Makes me fucking cringe. Next game, also disgusting. Mm, Disgusting, but intriguing. I'm taking the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos cover 10.5. The Lions got their win, and now they go back to purgatory. (laughs) Back to the gulag, as they say. Dan Campbell's post-game speech. Hey, guys, we already won our game. We got it out of the way. Let's just embrace the suck. We're just along for the ride now. They're playing at the... Denver Broncos, who are six and six, and got embarrassed by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Two Gloves sucks so bad; he's fucking pathetic <laughs> and awful. Um, I don't root for them ever, but okay. I will say they win, and I will take. But I, they don't cover. I take Detroit with points. I'm gonna say they cover. It's ten and a half. That's a lot. Lions are real bad. Gentlemen's bet. Gentlemen, about on the cover. Yes. All right. Gentlemen's bet. Gentlemen's bet. Giants Chargers. Gross. I don't even know who else playing in this game. Just said Mike they Williams. They said Mike Williams Chris might Harris, Jr. be able to play. Keenan might be able to play. Um, I haven't seen anything about Chris Keenan. Harris is out. Asante Samuel Jr. out. I could have it does not show. Oh, full injury report. Here we go. This says. What? This says both Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. are on track to play tomorrow. It says Chris Harris is out. Does not show Keenan Allen or Mike Williams on the injury report. I though. need Keenan Allen to fucking play in my other league. I have him, and I don't have a viable option outside of that, so I need him to fucking figure it out. Here's the Giants. Danny Shelton, questionable. Kenny yeah. Galladay, questionable. Daniel Jones, out. Kadarius Ster- Tony playing. Sterling Shepard, questionable. Adore Jackson, out. So Tony is playing. Must be. Does that matter? Chargers. No, wait, no, no, it doesn't matter for the outcome of the game, but that is their most electrifying weapon that they and have. And they cover. Ten. Yes. San Francisco 49ers at so, six and six going to Cincy seven and five Bengals. Bengals fuck them up. The the 49ers reign. Give me the 49ers, gentlemen's uh, bet. Yeah, gentlemen's bet. The 49ers reign of this like, oh, well, we just keep winning these games. We must be really good. It's, it's over. You're going to get fucking embarrassed today. I have a. Uh, can't remember what number he is, but I have a reason for that to not be true. Debo's back. <laughs> Nineteen, yes, you are correct. I have nineteen, not really nineteen reasons, but I have a number nineteen as to say why the Niners win. Give me Niners; they're one and a half point favorites in Cincy. Gentlemen's bet. Gentlemen's bet. Here's the game: Buffalo Bills, Buccaneers. Tampa Bay's three and a half point favorites. 
Give me the Bills. Mm. Give me the motherfucking Buffalo Bills. Get right game for Josh Allen, who has been struggling for the past six weeks. Defense, you don't have to worry about some weather. Offense, you don't have to worry about some weather. It is going to be nice weather. And I take the Buffalo Bills. I hope you're right. Gentlemen's bet I'm taking the Bucks. Ooh. Maybe they cover. Yes. Oof. Double oof. <laughs> Sunday night game. It does not show um, Shadavius White on the injury report. That's a plus. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Sunday night game, which I'm surprised did not get flexed. Aaron Rodgers is going to own the Bears again. I am going to watch that just because it's Green oh, Bay. Oh, I mean, I'm going to watch Green it. Bay. But he's going to own the Bears again, and I hope he says it again. But as a fan of football, that game is not exciting at all. I know it's a rivalry. I mean, the last one was good. But the Bears suck. The last one was good for no reason. Randall Cobb's out for the rest of the year, I think, with a core muscle injury. Uh, yeah, I mean. Injury report. Marquise Goodwin's doubtful. I'll Andy, tell you what. Andy take- Dalton's doubtful. Akeem Hicks, questionable. Cassius Martin, injury reserve. Packers, Zadarius Smith, injury reserve. I did not know that. Zadarius Smith on the injury reserve. Jerry Alexander still on the injury reserve. Randall Cobb out. And Where's Takatari? Bakhtiari what's, out. What's the deal? I thought he was getting close to being back. Out. If that motherfucker comes back. They're a minus 700 money line. I don't think the Packers, I do not think they cover. Really? It's, a big, it's a big spread. 12 and a half divisional game we just touched on. it. last game was close. I say close. Close for the what that game should be. Correct. On a neutral site, <laughs> it's a stomping. Packers by 10. I can see Packers by like 7 or 9. I could also see Packers by 9D. So, <laughs> you never know. Now, let's talk Monday. This is the best Monday game I think we've had. It's the best Monday game all fucking season. That being said, the Cardinals are going to throttle them. I believe so as well. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know what's wrong with the fucking Rams. I don't know what's wrong with Matthew Stafford. It makes no sense. They're not establishing the run. They're getting cute like Kansas City. They're trying to do the the extra eye-popping plays, and they're trying to do the wild plays instead of just getting back. When Daryl Henderson runs the fucking ball, they command the fucking game easily. Stafford well, can throw out of the out of the play action. You don't have to. It's it's simple. Just establish the fucking run, and they do what Kansas City does by halftime, by the middle of the third quarter. They abandon the run. It's all passing. So we we there's no other logical explanation as to what's happening to Matthew Stafford other than beer. we misjudged. We are day drinking. Get over it. Yeah, I got my C4 here. He doesn't uh, even get the crawlies anymore from C4. Strawberry Starburst C4. If you haven't had it, you're missing out. Um, there's no other logical explanation as to what happens with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. We continually said that Jared Goff could not produce without the play action. Maybe it's a scheme. Could be. Maybe with Sean McVay's scheme, you have to establish a run in order to pull off the play action because if, for Jared Goff to stink in that system... And now Matthew Stafford starting to stink in that system. Maybe McVay wasn't the boy genius they wanted to crown him as. Well, maybe he doesn't make adjustments. Maybe his original plan, Bingo. while establishing the Andy way. and developing the success off of the play action, when that doesn't work, he's he's out of cards. Yep. And Arizona will capitalize. But on the that. thing is, is like I don't know that you need to reinvent the wheel. Just make your scheme work. Like just run the just fucking establish ball. the fucking run. If that's it. And Chase Edmonds, I believe Chase Edmonds is back in this game. 
for the Cardinals. That's yeah, not great for me. I have James Conner. Yeah, they'll he's not put, on. He's not on the injury report. They'll Zach, still put him in at the goal line. I would imagine. Yeah, they will. Which is why he started off the year with so many touchdowns. Daryl Henderson's questionable. Zach Ertz questionable. Byron Murphy questionable. I'll take the Cardinals and they cover. I agree. What are we doing? Parlay time? Yes. You got one? I do. Well, Dakota's got a Dakota's got a lock of a parlay here. That's not a lock. Like I said, I picked one with my heart, which could potentially fuck it whiss, up. But you said whiss your heart. But if it doesn't fuck it up, it will make it that much sweeter. This is a parlay for UFC 269, starting with the prelims. Mm. I put a couple prelims in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got Ryan Hall. Your boy. Hate him. I got Ty Tuivasa. Love him. Sean O'Malley. Uh, I'm lukewarm on him. Now, here's the one. I think it's pretty obvious for anybody who's paid attention. I got Cody in this to beat Kai Car France. Terrifies me. <laughs> that fight terrifies me. Any anybody that I love as a fighter, any fight, don't care how good or bad the matchup is, it terrifies me. I'm not emotionally prepared for a loss. With sports with other sports, team sports, it's a little different. Individual sports and in the UFC where it can change that fucking fast. I do not have time to prepare myself emotionally to watch them drop. It just happens. And then I react 100% off of emotion. Right. I did take Car- Cody. After that, I got Jeff Neal. Amanda Nunez, obviously. And Dustin Poirier over Oliveira. I do have a separate bet at work where I took Oliveira. So we'll see what happens. That right there. 25 bucks to win 539. The odds, Solid. Of, the odds of all those hitting. Very slim. Not great. But the only underdog that I took, and I don't, it looks like the odds might have shifted to where, yeah, no, the odds have shifted. Because Cody was the only, nope, Jeff Neal was the only underdog that I had, and now he is minus 115. So that means the money's flying towards him. It's all favorites again. That would be sweet. Yeah. And. It could be over in the fucking prelims. That would really fucking suck. But mm-hmm. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I feel good about both prelim picks that I had. Cody makes me nervous. Uh, those of y'all who did not hear in the very beginning, and I've made it all the way through this, thank you. And if Absolutely. you ha- if you have not heard, to check out our YouTube, please do so. Because we are soon, hopefully very soon, going to be streaming video with audio where you can listen to us and watch us on YouTube so you can actually see us react and see some real fucking emotion and watch our shit live. Worst case scenario, start of the new year. Yep, that's what we're shooting for. Looking forward to that. So get over to your YouTube channel. Again, we're going to have, so far it's still good, another interview on Wednesday for y'all. So head to our YouTube, subscribe and follow us because we got some good shit popping. It's going to be legit. Too legit. To quit. Correct. Goodbye. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.